Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. It's happened. It's official. The Disney acquisition of the Fox film and television properties is officially done. This became official a couple days after our last movie show, so that was unfortunate. Um, but other than that, there wasn't much detail given to, I guess, like what's actually happening next, so we're okay. To be clear, Disney has not bought Fox, as in the company, they have purchased 21st Century Fox. That's right, so the acquisition includes 20th Century Fox Film Corporation, 20th Century Fox, um, 20th Century Fox Animation, Fox Family, Fox Searchlight Pictures, Blue Sky Studios, um, there's a whole heap, Fox Television Group, 20th Century Fox Television, um, FX ne Networks, FX Productions, um, and stakes in other subsidiaries, one of them including Hulu. Kind of sounds like they have bought the company. Um, yeah. I mean, they haven't, but it sounds like they have. Um, they almost have. Almost have. A new independent company, which was tentatively called New Fox, has been named Fox Corporation. Its assets include Fox's broadcast, news, and sports businesses. So basically, Fox is still hanging on to their news side, their sports side, and of course, their broadcast network, which Disney could not acquire, I guess, because they already have their, their broadcasting networks and stuff like that. But I think with our interests... It's all the movies. This deal works. Yeah. This deal benefits us. I guess so. Yeah. Give one company a monopoly. Uh, yeah, sure. It works. We'll but get not completely. It. They've not no, got no, the news it. stations. That's They've not it. got the news. <laughs> all the sports, which we're not on top of. It's all interesting stuff, regardless. Um, and we do expect to gradually see more of the effects in due time. Um, but now to the start of our actual show... We'll start with trailer talk as we normally do. And Toy Story 4, we got a full uh, it's a two or three minutes of actual trailer. Story is in it. We know what's sort of going on. But now we know who Keanu Reeves' toy character will be. Duke Kaboom. Right, so this was released, I guess, alongside the trailer, this news. They've been putting a lot out there. So there's trailers, there's TV spots, there's little vignettes. And one of them featured the Keanu Reeves character. Kaboom is a motorcycle-riding 70s action figure with a moustache. I think he has a moustache. Yes, handlebar, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it's one of those Mandela effect things. <laughs> did he have a moustache? That's very did. Um, as for this, the, the trailer, very quick, um, we do basically get the, the picture of what the movie is going to be. looks like um, Woody and Forky are going to sort of get lost on this road trip that they're going on, and then they have to kind of find their way back. I kind of feel like this has been done. <laughs> Did you say Forky? Is that the character's name? Yeah, it's Forky. Is that, is, it? is that the name? Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the sentient spork, isn't it? Yes. Which, again, raises many questions yeah. about the Toy Story universe, the rules of the toys that come to life. Just hearing you say, okay, yeah, Forky. That's... I'm, unless his name is Sporky. I don't know. No, I'm pretty I sure mean, in the trailer they say Forky. I'm, I'm... I mean, it sounds funny if that's what they're mm. going for. But what I'm getting at... <laughs> Never mind Foggy. I'm getting at is that I feel like they're sort of just doing the same formula again. Yeah, it's a new setting. They're out, you know, like they're, they're going to like on a road trip. There's a fair and stuff like that. There's this whole other thing with Bo Peep. But it's like Woody is away from the group. It's up to Buzz and the gang to try and save him, much like Toy Story 2. I feel like with Toy Story, they've already done it, they made a great trilogy. The third movie had a good mm. send-off, and then now we're getting a fourth one. But we're getting the same. 
I mean, I, I'm sure I it'll watch be fun. It, I'm sure I'll like it. I've got no excitement for it. Key and Peel are in there. I like that element. We've not had them as part of this series before. But the rest of it, you're right. It feels like I we mean, have seen The it. newest thing is Forky, <laughs> with all the questions that it raised. But I've got to like, fact-check that name, if it is actually Forky. Sure Forky. Um, the next trailer, we've got The Dead Don't Die. I didn't know this existed until today. I think I'd come across a, a, like a story somewhere on a, uh, let's say, someone else on the internet, um, about Bill Murray and zombies, and obviously like that Zombieland sort of connection. There I is guess. that connection, yeah. yeah. Yep, we've got Bill Murray, Adam Driver... Local cops dealing with a zombie outbreak. And it looks hilarious. Adam Driver just sort of dryly just announcing that he thinks... He's theorising that it's like, zombie... Zombies? Yeah, you know. People are acting crazy. Cool. And his th- his first thought is, is zombies. And he's trying to convince Bill Murray's character. And his reaction is brilliant as well. But my favourite part of the whole trailer... You've just said it. It's Adam Driver saying... Ghouls, <laughs> my favorite part of the trailer. He has a strange voice, that guy. And he does. It and works. I, it really just like I thought Kylo Ren had a strange voice. Now I'm thinking it's Adam Driver. It's just and his he's voice. just bringing that it's to just Star his Wars. Voice. I think it works better in comedy. Like I think this is gonna. Um, this looks pretty funny, you know, like in the vein of I guess. Um, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's what I was all, thinking of. You know, yeah, all no. these horror comedies, you know, you've mentioned Zombieland, Shaun of the Dead, all these movies. Mm. But it looks really entertaining. Really entertaining. And the the cast is insane. Already mentioned Bill Murray, Adam Driver. We've got Tilda Swinton, Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover. We've got Rosie Perez, Iggy Pop. Did you spot him? He was the guy after the coffee at the beginning. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Selena Gomez. We have Tom Waits, Carol Kane. What a cast. That's mad. I, I like. I guess in the trailer it proposes, you know, like the there's a like sort of a, a t- twist with the zombies where they sort of go back to, they're drawn to what they did as humans. So there's one that's like a coffee, and then there's that woman Chardonnay, Chard- and that's Carol Kane. Lovely, like yeah, it's something different there. So I think yeah, just add to the comedy. But it has been done before though. George Romero did it way back when he did Dawn of the Dead, like a comedy. Well, in Dawn of the Dead, that's where we first got to see that, where zombies gravitate back to their usual daily routines or occupations. So it's not completely original, but it's been a while since we've seen that. Like, you don't get that on The Walking Dead. I like the style of the trailer as well. Like, they're sort of hitting those very, like, sort of unique beats of, like, a classic old-school type of, you know, like, 70s horror or something. Or maybe even earlier. I don't know. It looks like a really good Saturday night movie. Saturday night movie? Friday night, whichever <laughs> night you prefer to go to the movies. It just feels like, you know, it's it's late, it's the weekend, and you're going to put a horror or Easy, a horror comedy fun, on. Yeah. This looks like that kind of film. I'm sold on this trailer. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, the next one, um, just a small one, is a, a TV spot, I guess, for Gotham, um, and it's not an April Fool's gag. Um, it, is, it legitimately shows us uh, Cameron Monaghan, who plays uh, Jerome, uh, finally going full Joker. So... Makeup, uh, it's burns. different to what we've seen before because instead of having a head full of green hair, it's more like his hair is singed. He's got like he's mainly got a bald head and then he's got strands of hair, but he's like his face is scarred. And then later in the trailer, or the spot, we get to see him laughing maniacal like the Joker. We've got two episodes left of Gotham. That's it. The That's whole it. thing will be done at that point. So the look. Are you happy? Are you excited? Are you glad they went in this uh, different sort of direction? I am. 
Because they have gone different, but it still resembles the Joker. Mm. It sounds like the Joker. And again, like this is it. They're closing the chapter on Gotham. They would have made five seasons. It's got a beginning, middle, and an end. And I think for this TV show, and we've got different variations of the Joker along the way. Like first we're told this is the Joker and not really. Now this is. Well, now we're talking about the final interpretation on the show. And in the context of the show, it works for me. Yeah, I think they're definitely capturing like the essence of what makes up the Joker, even though it might it might look a bit different. I still feel like it's there. It, it is what the Joker sort of personifies and all that. I mean, I got a very Mark Hamill vibe at the end when you got the the, the laugh. laugh. Yeah, sounds yeah, just like laugh. Hamill. He did a really good job. Okay, now on to movie news. First up, I mean, we already mentioned the Disney Fox merger, um, but I guess some news that we can actually grab onto. Um, 2021 is reportedly the window for any X-Men and Fantastic Four characters uh, to come over from, you know, the Fox and Disney merger to shop in the MCU. That timeline, I would say, tracks because Fox has its last couple of X-Men projects coming out this year. Well, saying that, we don't even know if We're definitely New Mutants getting... will come yeah. out, but Dark Phoenix, we get this year. We have talked about New Mutants for too long. I feel like it's... Too long without it happening. And then, so I reckon, you know, a couple of years, X-Men, Fantastic Four. So you don't think it's too long? Don't think it's too short? I don't it's think it's too run. long. I mean, because if you think, if they're starting now, although if Marvel have been interested in making either X-Men or Fantastic Four, they've known this deal was going to be happening, so they could have had plans in place. But I think, you know, we're getting Avengers Endgame, the other Marvel Studios movies... They've got enough content coming out for us to be able to wait I mean, for yeah. X-Men. Yeah. But Fantastic Four, I'd prefer to have that before X-Men. I think Fantastic Four will be a good starting point, and I think they really need to work towards X-Men. So it'll be a John big... Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic. And his wife? Emily Blunt. Yes. Yep. Invisible Woman. Um, Zac Efron. Johnny Storm. <laughs> okay, yeah. And for The Thing... No idea. <laughs> somebody, somebody Michael Chiklis <laughs> uh, I mean but who that's, I don't know I mean it's someone that's mainly going to be in prosthetics or if they're going to go the incredible Hulk route like CGI motion capture who could you have there what about Jason Statham Jason <laughs> yeah okay done <laughs> you know what I like that I like it imagine his gruff cockney accent coming out from the thing yep nailed it although he's supposed to be from Brooklyn. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, also, we've got Disney um, is closing down Fox 2000, um, the studio that made mid-budget, can we say that, uh, movies like The Devil Wears Prada, Hidden Figures, and Love, Simon. Well, that was quick. <laughs> that was very, Look, very quick. They're already cleaning up. The um, ink is barely dry <laughs> on their closing down Fox 2000. I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'll say now, I'm, I'm, I'm sure this won't be the last... Well, I mean, they just don't need all these many subsidiaries. Um, you know, I want them to keep like Fox Searchlights, where you get you know a, a lot more lower budget um, independent films. Obviously, they're going to keep Twentieth Century. Yeah, I can see a lot of these other ones just sort of going away, and other things merging and incorporating into one another. The Infinity Saga. What Have the you heard hell that? is that? No, I know. Yep, yep. I've... Kevin Feige has labelled the first three phases in the MCU. Series, well, the Infinity Saga is the name that's given it. Do you know what this does? Do you know what this does? You know, we're, we're, we're approaching Endgame, and 
you know, in our minds, we're all ticking along. We're going, you know, we're at the end of phase three and where you know, things are wrapping up and then, oh, it's a phase four, but it seems like it's going to be something different. By labeling this the Infinity Saga, it's just like, oh man, this is just part one of something. So the 10 years that we've had, 11 years almost now, we could have another 10 or 11 years and it's like, this is just one part of it. It's so mad. So if you were watching these films and you'd had enough, you can stop. They're giving you an exit. You could just leave. Because we've had phases before, which because we had one phase and two phases, three phases, it just it didn't seem so definitive. Now, they're closing it off as a saga. Oh, it's madness. But I think for me, it just... It I, mean, just, I really like it. It just promotes the fact that it's like we could just get another chunk of what we've already had before. In a good way, I mean. like, But new characters, yeah, he's doing it again. It also makes you think even more that not everyone's getting out of Endgame alive. There's going to be some casualties. And then they're going to start a new saga. Yeah. They might not even need to ever mention the name Tony Stark again. Oh. They could just do a completely new thing. But it's so, I don't know, it's so bold. And just drawing a line in the sand, the Infinity Saga. That has been, now we're doing a new saga. What do you reckon it'll be? Like, what, what's a big major storyline that can tie everything together, you know? Like, like Infinity Stones is something, you're like, okay, yeah, like... I mean, it's massive. It's always been there. Even though we didn't necessarily realise it in the beginning, it's always been a presence. I, 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 offhand, I mean, I can't even... Like I can't even think. I mean, because there are all new characters, as we said. You know, like we can have like a Galactus type thing. Maybe or... that's what it is. But we can then keep it more low, sort of... more Earth based. I think you I reckon? probably like. Well, they've gone big space with Guardians and Infinity War. I think they'll mainly have two types of movies. They'll have the cosmic type, and then they'll have the street level. You know, like the the Spider Mans and the who else? <laughs> all the Netflix guys who will probably yeah, get Black Panther. I guess added. is street level almost. I mean, before Captain Marvel, without going into spoiler territory, I thought we were looking at Secret Invasion, Skrulls. That's where I thought we were going to be going. Not anymore. So we, I don't know what the next still, saga... We still could. Potentially. But even then, it's like, it's Kree, it's space, and I think Earth-based is where I'd like to stay. Yeah. But then we're talking, in a, in a saga, how many films? 22? 22, 23 22 films. will be 23 by Endgame. That, I mean, that really is a saga. But again, again, to me, I'm like, it just means that this is part one, really. Like, I mean, it really is. Yeah. Because what would have been the start of phase four, which technically it still is, it's the second part, <laughs> the second saga. <laughs> it's like we've seen nothing yet. Jeez. Got it all to come. We've got some casting news for Black Widow, Florence Pugh. She plays the lead in Fighting With My Family. She's in talks to join the solo film in a lead role opposite Scarlett Johansson. So there's talks that maybe she's going to be one of the big bads in the film. But also, on, on Black Widow, it's confirmed that it is going to be R-rated. Oh, the so first R-rated Marvel again, Studios movie. Well, we say American R. Yeah, cool, cool. Do we know if this is a prequel yet? Still my predictions that it will be. I don't know how I feel about a Black Widow film either way. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I think I'd have to see something like it would be interesting to go back and then maybe have Jamie Renner in there and find out more about their backstory. Yeah. Have it sort of lead into like a sh a shield espionage type film, you know, like bring a movie because we haven't had like a spy sort of base movie 
in the in this universe for a while. I mean, the closest would have been Winter Soldier. I guess, yeah. Was back in fact, then. you know what? Thinking about it, I'd rather go backwards than forwards with this character. I'm more interested in where she's been than where yeah. she's going. I think, yeah, as we go for all these other big characters, Black Widow does sort of, unfortunately, fall to the sidelines in terms of wowness. Um, I think Those, back yeah. in the day, she can be the star, you know? Like, even alongside Hawkeye, she can still be the star. Look at Captain Marvel. They went back to the 90s, she was a star. So maybe do something similar with Black Widow. Or we can do something similar with the Eternals. Um, Angelina Jolie is in talks to make her superhero superhero rather debut in the MCU's upcoming film, The Eternals. So this is one that's on the slate, I guess, for so this the is second saga. The more space. <laughs> phase four. High concepts. So Eternals, you would lumber Thanos in with them. So are they similar to Titans? Well, Titans is his race, is it? Like that? Is that the planet? That yes, he's... from the planet Titan. But like Eternals, they're eternal beings. <laughs> you know, they're immortal. And they're all-powerful. And I did read that apparently they're talking about Hercules having a role in this. Ah, so that okay. could be quite interesting. But the fact that Angelina Jolie is in talks... I mean, big name, big name. I mean, they're going to run out eventually because <laughs> you know, they're, they're employing all the big names. Veteran Marvel movie producer R.V. Arad wants to team up with Sam Raimi again on a animated Spider-Man movie. Do you think he watched Into the Spider-Verse rubbing his hands? <laughs> thought maybe we could do something with this. So what would this be a part of, you know... Into the, I mean, it could be into it could into be the spider. A, it, it could be could in any be, way, couldn't it? But if it's these two together again, just bring back Toby, Tobey Maguire, animated Spider-Man, in its own section of Into the Spider-Verse. So it would be a different universe with a, a Tobey Maguire-voiced Peter Parker, unlike the Chris Pine or the. So it's another Spider-Man, yeah. but potentially continuing the Raimi Spider-Man universe. But that's where my mind goes when Arad is talking about them working together. But I guess this was just something that he, he mentioned. And I just want to bring it up with you being a big Spider-Man fan. Like, would you be interested in seeing this? I just feel like they had their chance to bring Tobey Maguire in uh, when they did Into the Spider-Verse. And I, I don't know. And I think maybe they've left. They've, they've let the Raimi trilogy sort of sit and be where it is. And I don't, I don't know. I'd... Oh, well, he tried. <laughs> Jay says no. <laughs> James Gunn's The Suicide Squad will see Jai Courtney reprise his role as Captain Boomerang from the first film. I support this. We've mentioned previously about them obviously trying to keep connective tissue um, as much as they can. Obviously, um, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn was the main one. Will Smith is out. But uh, yeah. But then recently, a producer on the movie came out and said it's a total reboot. No, well then it's there's so many me. there's was... so many contradictions because they're saying they're keeping connective tissue. They've got Margot Robbie, Deadshot is in it, but they're, they're replacing Will Smith with Idris Elba. But it's going to be its own thing. And now there's just, there's talks of Jared Leto being on the set of Birds of Prey, and now Jai Courtney is back as Captain Boomerang. I feel like these people don't know what reboot means. I think they're just I agree. saying. I, agree. I think they're just like this is just it's we're a taking it in a new direction. Yep. Then they say reboot, and that's not what that. You're means. Using the word no, incorrectly. Yeah. Okay. But he was one of the. I would say for me the best part of Suicide Squad. It was the three of them. It was the three of them, but I really liked Will Smith as Deadshot. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I feel like even just seeing that clip of Birds of Prey 
I feel like it's just too much Harley Quinn. <laughs> and we're going to get a whole film of her. Yeah. She's a very much, for me, a less is more character. But she was really good in it, and she really owned the role. And then, yeah, Jai Courtney. He, he was great as Captain Boomerang. And the fact that they hired an Australian to play an Australian, right move. I mean, it's that easy. <laughs> and you'd have to worry about people giving him stick. Like, oh, that's a bad Aussie that's accent. a bad accent. Do you reckon people did anyway? And he was like, what? Well, without realising. Yeah, and he's like, what? That's kind of like how I talk. <laughs> We've got some casting news for Batman Hush. It should be no surprise to anybody, though, because we do know that this is in the same continuity that started with Justice League War. And we recently had Reign of the Superman. So, yes, I'm talking Jason O'Mara coming back once again as Batman. You're a big fan of him, aren't you? <laughs> I'm coming around still. I think I've, I've How wavered. How many movies has it been? I have, oh, a lot. <laughs> I have wavered and I've said, you know what, I'm okay with it now. And then I'll go back again. But no, it's fine. I mean, he's coming back. Hush is a story that I've always enjoyed in the comics. Uh, it was written by Jeff Loeb, illustrated by Jim Lee. came out between 2002 2003. I had all the single issues. It's a good story. You've got Superman in there, possessed by Poison Ivy. So with Superman coming back, that's once again Jerry O'Connell. So if you've seen the other movies and you're familiar with the casting, it's them. <laughs> it's the same cast coming back. More Jason O'Mara, Batman. I think it's more the, the Batman animated movies, you know, the, the, like the son of Batman and stuff. The ones that you... I think you had an issue with the movies themselves, not his act. But anyway... No, 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 it's... Okay. It is his voice? It is. It oh! Is. No, but I'm let's waving talk, again. Let's talk Scooby-Doo, because it's getting needed. But um, what's the film called, though? Because I didn't know until recently. Scoob. Hate it. That's such a bad title. <laughs> Scoob. Warner Brothers animated... Uh, yes, yeah, Scooby-Doo f- film called Scoob. Um, so yeah, it's awful. It's pretty. It's hard to say. It's a really shit title. It doesn't really title. work in a sentence. I'm gonna go What's watch. it about? Scooby-Doo. Oh, why didn't you say so? Maybe Scooby? I'd even take Scoobs. I'd even take <laughs> Scoobs over Scoob. I feel like Scoob doesn't work. I'd take Scoob over Scoob. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we've got Zac Efron as Fred, Amanda... Uh, Seyfried, I can never pronounce the name, as Daphne. Um, and the stars join Gina Rodriguez as Velma and Will Forte as Shaggy. Let's all come together. I feel like we're in territory of things that we half care about. <laughs> so, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. That's the live-action movie. I why was this, the trailer. Why was this not in trailer talk? Oh, have you seen the trailer? Look, this is clearly made for... You know, kids of the age, you know, a Journey to the Centre of the Earth, uh, those types of films, you know, like, they're not going preschool with it. They kind of, it's like, for the, like, 5 to 12 year olds. All I want to say, Danny Trejo has confirmed that he will voice Boots, you know, the monkey yeah, that wears weird. boots. That's odd. It looks and that's like, all I got. Look, Tomb Raider for kids, that's what this looks like. That's, it's... Interesting. <laughs> I agree that I'm not the target audience. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Therefore, I think it looks shit. Mm. If I was the target audience, maybe I'd like it. Do you know, really? The other day, Thunderbirds was on TV, as in like that movie, the, tw- the Jonathan Frakes live action one. Yeah. Yep. And I was watching for like 10 minutes, and I was like, man, this movie is really rubbish. But I was thinking, they don't make enough movies aimed at that demographic anymore. I think because they don't make money. They all kind of up it a bit to, you know, that. M rating, PG M rating, where it's, you know, 
Avengers style, you know, stylized violence, nothing too heavy. And you either go really young or sort of around that mark. I and think, I feel like... Yeah, I think Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is a good example of that movie for that age range. That will That's quite wide. That's true. I just think aging Dora up as well. Like, has she ever been as old as she is in this movie? Well, there is a there was like a secondary series where they did age her. She had a cell phone. She travelled around the city and stuff. She had a handbag. I mean, I'm just shocked we're still talking Dora. Let's talk... I thought I was going to say Free Willy. <laughs> oh, we can if you want to. What happened to that actor from Free Willy? Let's not get distracted. <laughs> Willy didn't make it. No, that kid. What was he called? He was in Everything Story Part 3. Jesse somebody. No, that was the character. Anyway, next story. Uh, so it's called Free Guy. Uh, Takaya Watiti joins Ryan Reynolds for Free Guy. Um, this is an action comedy in which a bank teller discovers he's inside of a video game. How many action comedies has Ryan Reynolds been in? Um, I'm ca- I'm counting. <laughs> he did the Hitman's Bodyguard. He's doing oh, what's the sequel? The Hitman's Wife. Something was like the sequel wife? to that movie. Hitman's Wife. What are you? I mean, we could say they're both Deadpool. I mean, there's anyway. Yeah, there's he's in a lot. Uh, yeah. We should mention. I mean, off the show, you messaged me and was like, Ryan Reynolds and Takawa Titi teaming up again. Green Lantern. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I completely missed it because when I watched. Green Lantern when it first came out and I've not revisited it. It was a guy that I wasn't familiar with. But I think what made it jump out to me is the fact that himself, like Takai, he's pointing out and correcting people on Twitter. I have worked with Ryan Reynolds before. I'm not the only one that missed this. So even like (laughs) news outlets are reporting that they're teaming up and working together for the first time. Yeah, when it's like they're teaming up again. Again. Um, We've also got Sean Levi. Uh, directing from a script by Matt Lieberman and Zach Penn. I mean, I don't know more than what you've just said, but it sounds good. It sounds interesting. And those two working together, again, has appeal. It sounds like it's going to be like a, a movie where it's like sort of meta and they realise, obviously, I mean, it's in the plot, they realise they're in a video game. So like a GTA-type style in-game movie kind of thing. And having like... Ryan Reynolds as the lead in that film, very appealing. Some more casting news for Ghostbusters. The young girl that played, well, the young Carol Danvers in Captain Marvel, her name is McKenna Grace. She's playing the sister of Finn Wolfhard's character. So the main cast for the new Ghostbusters so far is the mum, son, and daughter. So who knows what they're doing over there? Are we getting... We'll just have to wait and see. Are we getting at least the three remaining original Ghostbusters? Is that happening? Nothing's confirmed. Right. Nothing is confirmed. I'm hoping it happens, but even if it doesn't, we're in that world. We are. It's within know the existed. original movie's continuity, so I'm I'm happy either way, but I would be absolutely over the moon. It's interesting that the originals they are gonna focus on this family element. It's it's a, a new direction, but it seems fresh at the same but time. But if you think though that this family is the it's like the heart of the movie, like the heart like the incident. Like you got Dana Barrett in that first movie. It wasn't just about her. But I mean, she that's was, true, isn't She it? was the focal point for Goza. And then everything else happened around oh, that's her. That's true. So there's not... Just because they're saying the main cast of characters is this family. It's like The Conjuring, where each movie, you know, it's a, there's about a family. You've got the family, you've got the Warrens, the Warrens that, come. that go in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The Warrens are the Ghostbusters of the Conjuring universe. <laughs> <laughs> is that too long for a title? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the upcoming Terminator movie has received an official title. Da 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 da. It just makes me think of it's really hard Coulson not to. now. Oh, in the new Agents of Shield trailer. Yeah. Anyway, you that... keep trying to plant trailer talk at random parts of the show. I'm sorry. The sequel to T2 is produced by Tim Miller and James Cameron and will release this November. I just can't get excited about Terminator. I just feel like they come and they go, and I'm like, who's to say this one won't just be ignored two years later? I know. Yeah. yeah. But Fightful. Terminator, Dark Fate, there we have it. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, part of the problem, right? Can you remember when they were promoting Genesis? Genesis? Ca- yeah, and then James Cameron was saying, I'm so, I'm so happy with this movie, I'm so proud of it. <laughs> and then clearly... He's like doing his own. I'm starting to not like James Cameron. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying just As a director or as, just as a person? As, well, don't make me clarify. <laughs> I mean, if, if you like movies about blue cats, he's got so many like, so many movies coming out. I, I, like, I love Titanic. I'll say it. I'll admit it here. Um, but like, the fact that he's like trying to get like five Avatar movies on the works, yeah, rebooting Terminator for like the second, third time or whatever, I don't know. Who is this guy? I'll always be grateful for True Lies. And, and yeah. Great film. Can't argue with that. Masters of the Universe. We've got some casting news. We've heard about this film for so long. There's been many directors, screenwriters attached. But now there's an actor in talks to play Prince Adam. Whether that means he's going to be Prince Adam and He-Man, I'm not sure. But it's an actor by the name of Noah Centino. He's known for his work on... To all the boys I've loved before. Your favourite movie? Something I'm not familiar with, <laughs> but I've seen his picture. I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm saying, is he playing He-Man and Prince Adam? Because he just looks like a kid with black hair. So, like, I mean, yeah, they could just... They've not even tried, I don't think. Unless he transforms into, like, Shazam. When, like, you know, he's Billy Batson and then he's Shazam. If he's Prince Adam and then he transforms. That's better than where I was. I was going to say Banana Man, but yeah, you, <laughs> if that's yeah. current. That's uh, yeah, that's a better example. Because if you watch the Masters of the Universe cartoon, He Man and Prince Adam look very similar. Only He Man's wearing less clothes. <laughs> that's it. That's like the only only difference. So I don't know what they're doing with this, but we've essentially got our Prince Adam. Okay, Bill and Ted 3, Face the Music, is officially happening. Um, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter shared the excellent news. Um, William Sadler is confirmed to return as the Grim Reaper. Um, You'll know that he played the Grim Reaper in the 1991 sequel, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Um, Yeah, Sadler's noted that he'd love to return, so he'll be back. He was good in that movie, and more connected tissue from what's at least the second one, I'm on board. Bill and Ted, I never thought we'd see a third. Yeah, here we are. This was a video, was it Twitter, Facebook or something that they... It was on social media. I can't remember exclusively where no, they did it with things Instagram. Things again, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, but they put it out there and made the announcement. It's completely official. It's been talked about for a while now, but it doesn't get any more official than Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter announcing it themselves. Killian Murphy is in negotiations to join Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place 2. As a man with mysterious intentions who joins the family. That sounds so rapey. Whoa. <laughs> mysterious. I mean, that is not going to be used as an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> mysterious intentions. Yeah, um, you don't have to go there, though. Mm. But, he's, the, oh. but he's, a, he's a good actor. Like, we lost... Whoops. Whoa, no, 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 no. What were you going to say? Uh, well, I was going to say something <laughs> similar, and then I was like, hang on. 
There is yeah, room for him. There, there is, is room there, for him. Let's just yeah, say that. There. If you know what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Like I said, very <laughs> um, Don't laugh while saying it. <laughs> Zoe Lister-Jones will be writing and directing the upcoming reboot of The Craft for Bloomhouse and Columbia Pictures. Don't need it. We've already got one. I was going to ask. I really That's, like that movie. Yeah. It, well, I'm saying that. It's been a long time, but I do think I'd still like it if I watched it today. I've always liked that film. It's just one of those things where it's like, sometimes things don't need rebooting and not because I'm really pressured. It's just like, the movie was fine. I think Blumhouse being attached, you know, we got Halloween last year. I don't know. I think wait and see with this one. I don't even think The Craft is as big of a like IP for them to be like, oh, let's really bank on that. Like... I think it's known enough. It's known. It's known but, enough. But then maybe the people that know it have the original and don't need another one. <laughs> For a while, we've heard about two Child's Play projects. On TV, on the Sci-Fi Channel, we're getting a continuation with the same with the original creative team from those first movies. And then we're getting the reboot. And people have been giving it a bit of stick online, like, why do we need this? You know, we don't need it rebooting, we want a continuation. That could change, and it's certainly changed for me. Mark Hamill is playing the voice of Chucky. Holy shit. Perfection. With that casting, they have completely won me over, because I wasn't that interested, to be honest. I mean, yeah, is it enough to pull me in? Maybe, I think. I'm in. I'm completely yeah, in. Yeah, it, it gives it something different, doesn't it? And we all know Mark Hamill's voice acting capabilities. And he brings he's... so much. He brings a big fan base, credibility. I, I think he is a really good get for them. Lucky them. Lucky them. I think that wraps up our movie news part. Am I correct? Yes. Uh, we'll go straight into TV news. And we'll start with Titans. Uh, Titans? Titans. I said it funny. Chelsea Zhang, best known for her role on Disney Channel's Andy Mack. Big fan, are you? Yep. Um, has been cast as Rose Wilson Ravenger in Titans. I have no idea what Andy Mack is. <laughs> okay. I've, I've seen <laughs> Alex Mack. I've seen Alex Mack. I don't think, I don't think is it's it connected? Right. I don't think so. Yeah, I have no idea. I really don't okay. think so, though. Okay. Well, I think I'm focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> okay, cool. We've got a Ravager coming yes, to the show. Yes. Uh, Isai Morales has previously been cast um, as Deathstroke. Actor and YouTube personality Chella Mann has been cast as Joseph Wilson or Jericho. Um, that's Rose's brother. Do you ever get concerned when... Oh, I mean, because they're kids, it's maybe they get away with it. But every time you're like a YouTube personality, do you just go, okay, like shrug it off? Like, who? But I mean, again, yeah, they're I young, so... I don't know who they are, but... Yeah, he, he's new to me, but then again, I also don't know Chelsea Zhang, so <laughs> there's, a, there's always You that. grab talent where you can find them. So we've got actors, but the characters that they're portraying like fit so well with Titans. I mean, Deathstroke is the big bad for these characters. And Ravager, his daughter, and Jericho are a big part of the Titans comics. So it's not like they're randomly just throwing characters. They're related the to the Titans or Team Titans. So they're all yep. Titans characters. And Deathstroke, I mean, we got to see him briefly in, what was it, Justice League in the post credit scene. Uh, Manu Bennett played him for years on Arrow. And now we're getting a new one. Cool. I like Deathstroke as a character. DC Universe's Stargirl revealed its first look at the costume. 
Looks but, good. Yeah. Looks good. I, I mean, this is our third live-action Stargirl. We had Smallville, Legends of Tomorrow, and now Stargirl with her own series. It does... I mean, it does look like... The co- or like a good interpretation of the costume from and the comics. I'm like, the three mentioned, it's clearly got the they've spent the most money on it. Like the production value is <laughs> the highest. I mean, she is the star of the show, right? It at my first glance of it, I was I was thinking because I didn't know what it was at first, and I was just like, oh, it's like a you know this girl has done a really you know, good sort of sexy female version of a you know a Captain America cosplay. Then I realised what it was, and I was like, "Oh wow, that that does look like Stargirl." But I mean, it's it's DC TV. It sort of does have that sort of not theatrical quality, if you know. But it, it kind of it fits in the universe. I'd say it's saying. close. It, like, fits, if you, it fits. I mean, if you look at Robin's costume in that first season of Titans, I'd say it's the best on-screen Robin costume. Yeah, cool. So they they are bringing good quality designs to the show, and. Stargirl, she looks like Stargirl. That's it. But I think if you didn't know what Stargirl looked like, you would look at it and go, is she doing a like a Captain America cosplay? But no, it, but it's weird how... I mean, I guess that speaks to Stargirl's costume in general. It's like, And there will be a is, lot of characters that don't know... A lot of characters, a lot of people yeah. that don't know Stargirl. This could change. Hey, come on, it looks yes, good. Yes. Bit of Arrow news. Um, we, we did find out recently that um, Season 8 was going to be the last season of Arrow. Uh, we have now found out that Emily Beck Ricards uh, will not return for that season. I'm okay with that. So this is Felicity. Felicity Smoke. She's yeah. been in it since the beginning, season one. And, you know, she's she's pretty good as a character. She's she's held the team together. You know, I, I played I just, the love interest. Yeah, and just knowing that we're going to get a limited season for the final, I'm okay with her not being a part of it. So we're still in season seven at the moment. We are. We? we are. Do you predict her? De- obviously, her departure at the end of the season. Some I think time she's towards it. Yeah, maybe she'll she'll last the rest of this season, but, but she's just not coming back. So and- death or moving on, oh, moving so, away. I mean, they are ending it, but they're not ending the Arrowverse. Like we're still gonna have Flash, Supergirl, all these shows. So I'd like to think they don't kill her off, but her not being around, just leaving town. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay. Marvel's Runaways has been renewed for a third season. Big sigh. Because I've not finished season two yet. I'm a completist. And season Are you struggling two, a bit? I am, yes. Yeah, me too. But I'm, I'm on up, like three or episode three I'm or four. I'm up to the final. Oh, I've wow. nearly done it. Oh. And I was so pleased with myself. And then, boom. Season three announced. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, cool. More runaways. Yeah, that's fine. All good. Um, do you know what? I think previously we've talked about CW shows. And I think we always mentioned how... Supernatural was untouchable. They'll never cancel it. It'll never come to an end approaching its 15th season. Uh, well, after 300 episodes and 15 seasons, Supernatural is coming to an end. Um, the CW has announced the upcoming season will be the series' last. And we've said on the show, we haven't watched this for a while. Since, uh, season 9 was where I think I left off. But what an effort. Yeah. 300 episodes, 15 seasons. Did you watch that video where the, the three guys announced it? Sam Dean and uh, Castiel? No. I forget all of their names. Uh, Jared, Jared Palalecki, Jensen, Ackles, and Misha Collins. Collins. Yeah! Hey! <laughs> I think we got close. <laughs> I don't think we nailed it. Um, but yeah, the, the video that they... They look like they've been crying, man. Like, it was... It would it be was real, an emotional uh, time. I mean, we, we talked last episode about Stephen Amell, you know, leaving Arrow. 
I mean, these guys, like, you know, we're comparing eight seasons to 15. 15 years. And for the majority of it has been those three guys. Um, you know, Misha Collins, I guess, joined season three or four or something like that. But for the most part, yeah, the three of them definitely must be super close. Um, but yeah, so that said, maybe I'll start watching it again. <laughs> but it just seemed impossible to catch up. But Not now, anymore. yeah, that's why I'm like, now I can catch up to Arrow as well. Like, oh, yeah, there's, there we there's actually a, a finish line that's approachable. Castle Rock Season 2 will be a prequel to Misery, starring Lizzie Kaplan as a young Annie Wilkes. That's crazy. I really like that. So how much stuff did um, did Annie Wilkes get up to before she, you know... Well, I guess we'll find out. Oh, that's <laughs> Tune into season two. I They've thought, got you on the hook. Because I felt like her, the thing wrong with like she was obsessed with this one particular rider, and that's when, you know... But there's more, happen, but... more in her past. I love that they can just spend time in different areas of this world, this like, shared continuity that they're pulling from the Stephen King books. The cast also includes L.C. Fisher... Garrett Headland and Tim Robbins. All right. And that's it for our TV news. How's that? Our, our news in general. Um, tough as I'm recommends, and I'll let you go first. I'm going to recommend Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original motion picture score by John Duprez. Originally put out on vinyl only by Waxwork Records. Now they've released it on CD. Wow. I can finally buy it. I do not have a record wow. player. I've been listening to... Do you to... have a CD player? That's a question <laughs> I, for I 2019. Do. I do. But I've been listening to tracks online. Like if you go to uh, Waxwork Records, social media pages or the website, you can find links to SoundCloud where they've sampled a couple of the tracks. This special release marks the very first time the score has been released on CD. So back when the movie came out, you got the soundtrack, but it had, I think, three... Uh, tracks from the score and the rest of it was songs but this is an awesome score absolutely love it and i've been listening to it over and over thinking that it's the best i can hope for it's not on itunes it's not on amazon but now i can get it on cd that's random as you were starting that uh recommend i thought you were gonna recommend the movie and i was like holy shit nope recommending the <laughs> soundtrack it is phenomenal so what do you think of the movie We'll just wait and you'll find out. <laughs> There's an upcoming episode of Sounds Like Comics where we talk all things Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that original movie. Awesome. Any excuse for a plug? Um, I'm going to tell you something. I've been struggling all week for a recommend. I've been looking out for things, not watching anything new, so that didn't help. But I realised um, Season 9 of The Walking Dead just came to a close. And I know you jumped ship ages ago. But i got to tell you, this last season... From the start of the of this season to the end, it just finished up uh, the other day. Completely, it's uh, just a fresh start for the whole show. New directions, new like the quality, everything is different about it. So, if you do, if you have jumped ship and you want to jump back into it, I think season nine is an excuse to do it. Um, I know I probably won't sway you, Luke, but... Um, Not at all. <laughs> I'm never watching it Your again. wife's still watching it, isn't it? Yeah, she yeah. likes it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Just not for me. <laughs> all good. But um, yes, season nine, The Walking Dead. It's back. Well, it's not back. It's finished. But the show's back to good times. Um, okay, let's wrap up with a little bit of trivia. And 20th Century Fox has been in the news recently with the whole Disney deal, Leo. 
Yeah, I've got, I've got Delio. Delio. <laughs> you know, we all know the the well-known Searchlight structure logo. You know. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um, the fanfare was originally composed by Alfred Newman in 1933. Um, it was re-recorded in 35 when 20th Century Fox was officially established. Um, the original logo was created as a matte painting with um, it was animated frame by frame on glass. Um, in 1953, Rocky Longo, an artist at Pacific Title, was rehired to recreate the original logo design for the new Cinemascope picture process. When Star Wars was coming out in 1977, George Lucas insisted on the Cinemascope version being used. John Williams composed the film's opening theme in the same key as the fanfare, which is a B major serving as an extension to it of sorts, and in 1980, Williams conducted a new version of the extended fanfare for The Empire Strikes Back. And that is why, when you listen to the Star Wars scores and stuff like that, you do get the fanfare incorporated as part of the tracks. It's all one piece. Easily your best trivia in a long time. Yes! Well done. Yes! I've worked really hard (laughs) on that one. And that's a good time to say that that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And don't forget our new website, thatfilmsdewpodcast.com. If you haven't already, make sure you check out our recent review of The Lego Movie 2, the second part. And keep a lookout for our upcoming reviews of Pet Cemetery and Shazam. Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at the real Ghostbusters. We were both on that one. Yeah, we were. And Rewind and Review recently visited 1999 once again for 10 Things I Hate About You. I'm not on that one. I know, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. In what way? (laughs) All your bits and pieces. All my bits and pieces are where they need to be.